welcome to Untold Physio Stories podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. Try these in your practice. Email my exclusive promo code MMT2 to Helix at Helix4, the number four, pain.com to receive samples of these new professional pain relief creams and find a medical to supply distributor near you. You'll get a starter kit with several samples, patient information brochures, and it's a great way to help patients and grow your practice. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and our four-month online mentoring program, Modern Rehab Mastery. And my co-host is... Uh, Dr. Andrew Rothschild with uh, Modern Patient Education. How's it going tonight, Andrew? Doing well, Arson. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So this time, um, I want to talk about a case of a guy who is like an IT... Uh, he was in IT for the majority of his career, and he kind of uh, just recently, within the past couple of years, started working out. So he went from very sedentary job to being very, very active, and um, he was working out with a, a very good personal trainer, um, someone who could actually program a good amount of variability into their workout so uh, they don't end up with too many kind of like overuse or um, stress-related injuries. But anyway, this guy... He had very irritable elbow extension, and you know it turned out that a little bit of it um, was neurodynamic. Um, we thought a little bit um, just could have been due to the fact that he had, you know, he was just typing all day. Um, so we started off with just repeated elbow extensions because that seemed to at first kind of be a little bit of painful at end range, but then with some. Uh, ISTM to the bicep and triceps, and then some compression band wrapping with the edge band uh, that modulated the perception of stretch enough so that he could just do the repeated and range loading um, throughout the day. So his elbows were maybe only about 25% better. Um, at that point, we kind of revisited the cervical spine. And I mean, he's very, he's like an extremely kyphotic guy anyway, even though he was maybe only in his late 30s. Um, I think it was just a lot of soft tissue changes just from, you know, never having been active until his late thirties or maybe even early forties. So he couldn't really do a lot of cervical retraction, but what he had, we did a lot of overpressure. And again, that improved the pain um, throughout the day uh, between breaking up his uh, prolonged sitting. We also added kind of my standard for most spine patients, two walks a day. Um, we did the drink lots of water. So you have to go pee water break. Um, because otherwise I always tell people like you're sit literally sitting long enough until your leg goes numb. You're sitting long enough until your arms hurt, uh, but you're not going to pee your own pants. So that was actually one of my strategies that I used to use when I worked, <laughs> worked for an insurance company, because I would sit there long enough until my leg went numb. And I would always think I'm just going to do one more case. I'm going to do one more phone call. I'm going to do one more case. And Pretty soon, like then all of a sudden I had like raging sciatica and side glides wouldn't take it away. So it is a good, uh, it is a good strategy. So anyway, that again, made him just about another 20, 25% better. Um, we started doing like lots of elbow isometrics. Um, that made it better. Just really kind of hammering away on um, just some forearm strengthening and some shoulder strengthening. 
that really didn't change a whole lot. So at this point, he was able to work out, but he still had a good amount of pain. And then um, I don't know if for whatever reason, he didn't mention it before um, about symptoms being worse in the morning, or maybe after several visits in, um, it's just something I decided to revisit. But he said he was you know, worse in the morning and better throughout the day, probably because he was doing resets. And I don't always try to change someone's sleeping position because I try to give it several visits because someone may have a crazy sleeping position and not only can they not change their bed or their mattress or their sleeping position um, once they're unconscious, but um, sometimes when you when you empty the cup or when you do enough resets and you give yourself a buff, big enough buffer zone that by the end of the day, you're not worse at night and you're not worse in the morning. So it's not something I immediately change even if someone has what seems like a bad sleeping position. So then when I finally asked him how he slept and, you know, just to demonstrate with like the, uh, on the plinth and um, with the two pillows I had, he's like, oh, you don't have enough pillows. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like how many pillows do you use? Do you use some under your arm? Do you use some between your legs? He's like, no, I sleep on my back with four pillows underneath my head. And I was like, and I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you know, my chin is pretty much touching my chest all night. Yeah. I mean, again, he's, he was kyphotic, so I, I expected him to maybe use like a big pillow, you know, but I didn't, that was a first for me. I'd never seen someone sleep with so many pillows, um, you know, unless they had GERD or something. And at that point, then I'm like, well, you just need like the the big, um, oh gosh, what am I thinking of? Not the ramp, but you know what I mean? Like the big, I know foam, what you're talking about, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, big foam triangle. Um, so yeah, I said, look, all right, well. Yeah, I really want you to hammer down on those extensions. Let's start like lying on a foam roll um, with like maybe three pillows uh, for like 20 minutes a day um, just to kind of get you really opened up in your mid back. And, you know, over the course of like another four to six weeks, let's every two weeks, let's try to removing one pillow or something um, until maybe you're only using two pillows or like one larger pillow. Um, so yeah, I think it was all that flexion that really just sensitized his upper quarter, uh, yeah. because w- once we started doing that, um, you know, he wasn't playing tug of war with his peripheral nervous system all night. He was much better throughout the day and especially in the morning. <laughs> Interesting. I have, um, I had a patient several years ago. I'm trying to remember the exact Nate. I think he had fallen asleep sitting up like i think he would he choose you know he had traveled a lot for work and i think he had fallen asleep sitting up you know same kind of thing but his chin was like basically on his chest and he ended up getting essentially a tear in his dura and had a dural leak a sense sort of like upper thoracic and i guess it took him like several doctors and finally seeing a doctor at a state when they found it um and he ended up having like you know a upper shoulder upper thoracic kind of you know laminectomy fusion kind of situation and it had to do like a patch um but it was all he had like a bone spur and just falling asleep in that in that that hyperflex position for several hours was enough that the bone spur kind of got into that dura and and, and punctured a hole Oh my gosh. That's, yeah. that's one of those, uh, that's one of those spurs that actually makes a difference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the, it began the, the likelihood of that situation that was also so uncommon, but just like the, the thing, all the, all the factors coming together and that just that, you know, event. Sure. I mean, it, 
if um, in my patient's case, it could have been similar also, but I mean, he was, he was not in weight bearing all night. You yeah. know what I mean? There's also a difference between like actually the head and neck being forward in a weight bearing position. It's quite a bit more weight. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's nuts. That is an interesting case all by itself. Like how many, how many visits did you go through with him before you said, Hey, you need to see some specialists. And well, I never many- saw him until after the surgery. Oh, to, oh, okay. It's not like well, I, I never, I never see this is all relate to me. Like after he had gone through all the whole procedures and stuff, um, and then he had had the surgery, then he is referred, he was referred by a former patient to me. Um, but I never saw him like during the whole diagnostic process or anything. Okay. I imagine he had, like, though, sort of like that would have symptoms. taken a while. If you remember when Steve Kerr, the, the coach of the, um, the, uh, Golden State Warriors a couple of years ago, he was dealing. He had a he had a dura leak too from a previous spine surgery, and so he was dealing with like crazy headaches and all those kinds of sim- those symptoms. And that's what this guy had been dealing with. And I was like, yeah, it makes makes perfect sense based on what you described. And it's, yeah. It was unfortunate it took so long for people to figure it out. Yeah, my wife um, before uh, we had all these kids, when she was a pelvic health therapist, she would talk about. Um, seeing a lot of women with spinal headaches from mm. from spinals and epidurals, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially um, because she said that the one that she had before they realized that um, epidurals don't work on her because she has like a pretty moderate scoliosis. Oh. Um, so she would always feel. Um, she used to get like a. She has cerclages, like she has to have her um, her cervix sewed um because she had a abnormal pap so when you have like part of the cervix removed you know they just say like there's no evidence behind this but you might as well get it sewed because what happened you know otherwise your choice is like let's see what happens and you might lose the baby right yeah but every but the first the first couple of times she tried it she would always feel half the stitching in her cervix on the concave side of her lumbar um scoliosis so for the last several she just kind of like sucked it up (laughs) she she knew it wasn't going to work anyway because one doctor who's like this anesthesiology like the i don't know if she was like the lead lead uh fellow or whatever she's like oh i'm gonna make so so it works and she like pumped her full of so much stuff she still felt it on the right but like she couldn't walk for like several hours afterwards oh my goodness yeah yeah i remember like having to carry her up the stairs um when i brought her home that was oh, that geez. was not fun and i think that's when she re- when she realized like this is not going to work yeah um so anyway gosh wait what was i even talking about how did i even get into this no, about the, the dural leak oh the dural leak yeah so anyway she she her experience was though that doctors um, i don't know if you've ever had like uh, a, a patient describe this to you but she said they pretty much like hold you in a hyper flexed position and they hold you like end range flexion and they then they hold you down more because like naturally when someone's like jabbing your back with you know yeah. you're gonna like extend yeah so yeah. It, it you you gotta wonder like is it is it from a leak or do they end up with like the spinal headache just from like that forced flexion that's true yeah they're, they're flexing your head down and and your shoulders yeah all right andrew where can people find you People can find me on Instagram and Twitter at, at a Rothschild PT. All right. If you guys have any crazy, hilarious, or interesting cases, physio failures, make sure to reach out to us on social media or email me through any of my sites. Make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories, five stars, wherever you listen to podcasts, and please share it. And as always, you guys have a great night. 
Corday. Untold Physio Stories is now sponsored by MyPT Insurance. Insurance just got easier. Through continued research, MyPT Insurance has crafted a policy that is economical and provides you with the peace of mind you need. Your extensive education, training, and experience as a PT allows you to assist clients in achieving their personal health goals. By practicing without individual professional liability insurance, you could be placing your career and future finances at risk. Whether you're a student, self-employed, or employed with a company, MyPT Insurance is here to provide affordable insurance coverage while protecting you and your patients. MyPT Insurance's plan also includes mobile coverage, which means it follows you wherever you work in the United States. Employed rates and self-employed rates are available. Visit myptinsurance.com edge to sign up today. If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health Online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge. Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com slash curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you.